Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining another amazing episode of Secrets from the Saddle. And this is your host, Sylvie Dew, and you are going to really love this episode. It is so amazing. I love these two girls, and they have such an amazing cause that they're riding for. As you know, before we get into the episode, we always have the coaches announcements and I have to share with you this one because it's so fundamentally fun and just, uh, how can I say, confidence building for women. And it's my cycling skills four week online workshop. Now, it is so much fun. We're doing it right now. And I've broken up into four weeks because the first week we meet and I talk, share with you how to become a more efficient pedal peddler pedal strokes all that stuff then I give you homework to go practice and then you come back on the next Tuesday and you have a Q&A so you can pick my brain now the second week we then get into hill climbing and then the third week we have strength power and speed and the fourth week we tie it all up with weight training and nutrition and all every week we have a Q&A and you have homework to go out and put the skills to test, which is so important to put everything together and then coming back and asking those important questions. Now you have me for a month, so it's like free coaching for a month and I give you more value in the Facebook private Facebook page. So we have a little community going. So I want you to check that out. Go to cyclingskillspro.com and uh, register for September and stop wasting time trying to figure out how to get better on the bike. Just join. Stop YouTubing it and <laughs> I'm getting frustrated. There's nothing worse than that. So check out the workshop for women. You won't regret it. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling with your host, Sylvie Dow. And we have some amazing ladies here with us today, and they have a special mission that they're going to be talking about. I found them on my women's Facebook page. They um, were part of a Shimano a video. So it's Haley Kornhauser. Kaylee Kornhauser. Oh, I was almost close. Kornhauser. Kaylee yep. Kornhauser. And Marley Bonsky. Blonsky. Yep. Blonsky. Yes. And they're coming to us from the West Coast. So they're sitting in some hot weather here. Well, it's not so hot, it's cold, hot. And um, and that's why I, I want to bring them. So here's a little background before we get into bringing them in and hearing their story, because they've got some really cool stuff that they um, have been working on. Um, so Marley is Seattle based. She's a fat adventure cyclist, advocate and community organizer working to make the bike industry more exclusive, especially to people on large, um, in larger bodies. And let's just say women too, like more inclusive. Oh, sorry. Inclusive. Sorry. <laughs> inclusive. <laughs> let's just say helping the industry help women feel more comfortable on bikes, period, regardless of <laughs> your size I'm like all for that please like seriously uh, Marley enjoys all kinds of bike riding gravel commuting bike packing which is super interesting she recently starred and both Marley and Kaylee starred in the Shimano film all bodies on bikes so I'm going to be putting that little clip not little clip the the link in the show notes so you guys can watch it um which follows her and Kaylee on the bike packing trip and drives into issues of body size, being a fat woman in an image uh, conscious society and the work they're doing to break down these barriers. Now, uh, their mission 
is to change the idea. Like I was saying, large bodies can't ride bikes. Not true. The duo aims to make cycling more inclusive beyond just inviting people of all sizes to ride bikes and any changing of entire ideas that it means to be a cyclist. I totally agree. I have a woman's cycling club. None not to not just on screens but on on not just on screens but on trails and in people's minds welcome ladies to the podcast i'm so excited to have you here thanks so much yeah yeah thank you so much this is exciting <laughs> oh, this is exciting okay so um like i mentioned i have a women's cycling club i've had it for 13 years so i've we've had all levels ages sizes um, and it seems like the average age of my club just moves when, as I get older, it's kind of a strange, <laughs> so average age started, at, you know, 40 now it's 50. And, uh, but I have seen, and I've welcomed all types and I, like you, um, encourage more women to get on their bikes and join clubs like mine and not to feel excluded just because of their size or their fitness level. I always always say you come to our club to get fit and to socialize and meet other women. So I always like to get started on your story. How did you guys, I'm going to go, who wants to go first? How did you get into cycling? Okay. Okay, Kaylee. <laughs> I'll go first. He goes first. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Right. Yeah. I, as a little kid, you know, you pick up a bike and ride around the neighborhood, but I didn't uh, really get into riding a bike until college, and I couldn't afford a car and just needed to get to groceries and work, and so I started biking, and then realized like that it could be fun, really through friendships with people who rode bikes for fun. And just realized like how wonderful riding with friends in a group was, not just to go run errands. Uh, and so I started biking more seriously in like 2015 and did this ride across Iowa in 2016, um, Ragbri it's called, and that got me into like multi-day riding. So from there I started bike camping and bike packing, but now I really like all types of biking and I still ride my bike to school and work. I don't own a car. So I still kind of like do the thing I did to start out, but all these other forms of biking uh, became interests of mine along the way. I think I've heard of that race. Rag Bry. It's like registered bike ride across Iowa. It's really, it's really a wonderful event. Like how long is it? It's seven days. It's about what? gosh, you're crazy. <laughs> it's, about 500 miles. it's like, uh, it's not really, I mean, some people might race it, but really it's an event. Like right. people come out and you don't have to do all of it. You could do just a day or whatever. Oh, you want, I you know? see. Okay. But, uh, but we did all seven and that was like my first time biking for multiple days and realizing, I guess like, wow. <laughs> let's go for seven days. <laughs> I have to say, how did you feel after that? I mean, well, one, really tired, but mostly just like <laughs> I was so, um, I felt really proud of myself and like just really amazed that I could propel myself across a whole state. Like mm -hmm. it just looks, I mean, it's like a significant distance on a map and you can see it. And it was just so yeah. cool to be like, wow, I did that. Like I biked across a whole state. So <laughs> uh, it's so amazing. Yeah, I just want to say that I've I've talked like I interview uh, quite a few people from the states, and the states I'm saying have so many cool events. So many. like for cyclists, like I'm like you know, I just want to go across the border and do some <laughs> events down there. No, seriously, I'm like oh. I'm done with Canada. I'm sorry, I'm done with Canada. <laughs> but, but I mean, we have grand fondas and stuff, but they. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have like some pretty cool things going on. And so Marley, what about you? How'd you find cycling? So kind of similar story. So same, I grew up riding bikes as a kid, used to ride to and from school. Um, that was actually in Texas in a suburb of like Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, we had like our neighborhood group of kids and there was like, I don't know, 10 or 15 of us that would ride 
uh, I don't know, five or six blocks to school. It wasn't like far or epic or anything, but that's just what we did. And then, um, you know, I think like a lot of folks stopped writing as I became a teenager. Um, and then uh, into my 20s, didn't really ride much and found myself in a relationship. Um, and then that relationship ended. And then I moved to um, a part of Seattle called Capitol Hill that is really dense. And I had a car and having a car in that part of Seattle was stupid. Like just trying to find parking and I wasn't driving anywhere. Um, and I was suddenly single at 25 and like, okay, all the people that I want to hang out with and or date are riding bikes. I should do this. Uh, <laughs> so That's I had a, a good reason. Yeah. Um, Get rid of the car. Exactly. So I had a good friend who worked at a bike shop and was racing. And basically I just talked to him and said, Hey, how do I do this? And he helped me find a bike and kind of just took off from there. Um, found a community and figured out that, okay, just because I don't have a car anymore doesn't mean I can't go camping. So I learned about like bike camping and then I learned about gravel and it's just kind of um, become an obsession from there and a lifestyle really. How long ago was that? So how long have you been like on your bike now? Um, probably eight or nine years. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and it definitely ebbs and flows. Like I've had years where like I, I struggle with like depression and anxiety and years where it's like, I just, I'm not riding as much or like I had a pretty significant surgery a couple years ago, which took me off the bike for probably six months. Um, and then it's like, oh, I'm not riding as much. What's going on? And then I like, I feel like I rediscover the bike and it's like, oh, this is what's been missing. Um, so yeah, I try not to beat myself up too much about that. And, but I've been really consistently riding for the past like two or three years. No, that's not true. About two years and feeling really, really good. <laughs> Right. Is yeah. that when, so when did you guys find each other? Like, I remember like in that video, you kind of like, you're stalking each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like I know her and she knows me and I'm watching her and she's watching me. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> like, totally what it was. It was Instagram <laughs> fangirling. Um, fangirling. <laughs> yeah. So what was it, Kayla? You were riding across Alaska. Oh my gosh, you went across Alaska too? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I have an obsession with crossing states, I guess. <laughs> well, you know what? It's actually a thing. Yes. I don't know if it's a thing, but it's a thing to hit all the states. Yes. Like to check them all off. Um, I don't know about crossing them, but <laughs> yeah. getting into one of them and uh, making your, yeah, I, I've I'll connect you with a couple people that I interviewed cool. that are that do that. like a couple. And then this one guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've already made it to the furthest away one. So I guess I can try. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> did you yeah. go from Alaska, like Anchorage all the way down to California or like, how did you, you do know, it? I, I went from Seward to dead horse. So like the bottom of the main part of Alaska to the Arctic ocean like oh, a, wow. up to the state yeah I um, feel like I'm missing out on on cycling life that is like it was really amazing <laughs> it was also very hard but it was, yeah. <laughs> it was like <laughs> yeah it was a really uphill ride but <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like hmm, from bottom yeah. to top I don't know it just sounds like an uphill ride yeah it does it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I was doing that and Marley was at this workshop that was put on by um, the Women Trans Femme Bike Explorers um, organization, which is now called the Radical Adventure Riders. Okay. Uh, and they hosted a couple workshops and right now are doing a ton of other amazing work. Um, I won't tell your story, Marley, if you want to jump Sure, back yeah, to. I can jump back in. So yeah, in. there was like, there was a summit that was happening in Montana um, and it was all like, you know, folks like, me and Kaylee who use our bikes for adventure and we were talking about all these cool trips that we had gone on and inclusion and diversity in cycling and um there was a really miss a big missing element of the conversation you know people were talking about um hygiene on you know multi-week trips and what kind of underwear do you wear um to like stay fresh two weeks on the bike and I kept raising the question of like hey does this come in an extra large or plus sizes or you know what rain jacket do you recommend for larger folks and nobody had anything to 
like any any advice and looking around the group there were probably a hundred of us there maybe a little more and there was like me and one other larger bodied person there and just realizing that like this was a conversation that like needed to happen um and I just felt really like excluded from the cycling world of this group of folks that was like so inclusive and so diverse and so friendly but I still felt like alienated and I was like okay I know there's other fat people out there and like we're doing the same kind of riding but like we don't have technical gear we don't have chamois that fit us we don't have raincoats like there's got to be something that I can do about this and so around the same time I saw Kaylee riding across Alaska and I was like okay I need to connect with this person um, <laughs> yeah and like we definitely have some of the same struggles and I think you even put something up about like not having a raincoat <laughs> and I was like okay like you know, you're making it happen. Let's work with the bike industry. Um, and I'm a pretty visionary person. And like, we were just like two little um, bike packers at that point, like no name recognition whatsoever. But I was like, we're going to, we're going to change this industry. Um, and that was three or four years ago at this point. Uh, and now we are, we're having conversations with uh, Shimano and Patagonia and Liv and, um the big players in the industry and they're listening and saying, yeah, we do need to do better. And it's really, really um, validating and awesome that they recognize that they, they do need to serve larger people. Mm, that's great. Yeah. So is this going to become like your full-time, um, not gig, but uh, work project? I mean, I hope so. Is it <laughs> Like, whoever hires me, I'm like, hey, hire me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so we have been doing quite a bit of consulting work. Um, just like me uh, right now, it's what was that? Are you testing? We're not quite at that point yet. Brands are still um, trying to wrap their heads around what this means and what it looks like and what the market demand looks like. Um, because okay. we're, I think we're really just in the infancy of the recognition that um, there's a missing uh, product out there from both like the physical um, cap capabilities of the bike because so many of them have low weight limits to the um, clothing needs of bigger bodied riders. Um, so right now Kaylee and I are really in an education phase um, mm -hmm. but then I would love to transition this into like a full-time like either developing out yeah, consulting or frames, like we're not engineers, um, but working with engineers to build out stronger, good looking, like nice bicycles yeah. for bigger people, because there really isn't anything on the market right now. That's not prohibitively expensive, but like, mm -hmm. if you want a road bike and you weigh 300 pounds, like good luck. Yeah. Right now it's pretty, uh, pretty, um, tight for everybody right for bikes but but no but I totally get you and actually myself was I like even from I want to say say like average as a woman there's a lot of things that are missing you know you don't have to be a bigger body person it's the female it's the whole industry itself catering to women period small large like that's that's my my feeling and um like you know I'm an ambassador for one product one company and um and it's just like very few things you know the chamois kind of uh you know and I'm just like god like I don't even feel comfortable in this stuff like <laughs> you know what I mean and I'm like would you ever want like a consultant somebody to like test things for you you know like just to make sure that you know it fits women you know from an average to a larger size like it's just I am totally with you yeah I mean the awesome yeah. thing is everyone we've talked to has been um overwhelmingly positive and receptive to this feedback and acknowledging that yeah this is a, a missing area and they want to do better um I think one thing and Kaylee feel free to jump in that I've learned is um, the, the product life cycle, like if we're right now, it's 2021. So to get like extended sizes, we might be looking at 2023, 2024. Um, 
And so for some of these larger brands, it really does take three to four years to bring something from concept through like prototype and testing. Um, and I think, you know, consumers, we want things right now. Like, it's like, hey, I, I need a raincoat and we don't understand why these things take so long. Um, but getting into these conversations with the brands, it, it's starting to make more sense of why things take as long as they do. Yeah, it's been, it's really, uh, it gives me a lot of hope and optimism because brands are so quick to respond. Even if now I know, like, even if it does take a couple years for us to see like the physical outcome of that, the cultural outcomes are happening faster uh, in many ways, which is, I think, really, really neat. Um, just that people are open to talking about, including people of larger sizes culturally into cycling when often, I think that is one of the biggest barriers because really you can, uh, you can wear anything to ride a bike. You don't have to have like technical gear. It just is like much more comfortable for some ride, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so in the meantime, it's like, while we're waiting for the gear, we can be working on, you know, making our community more inclusive. Yeah. I think, I think it, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think there's also a lot of awesome work happening in other like outdoor communities kind of trailblazing it for us. So, um, there's a woman named Jenny Brusso who is doing phenomenal work in like the hiking and backpacking world. And she's done a couple collaborations with Merrill and Gregory packs um, to create like plus size backpacks and like wider shoes. And so that's really showing um, other brands that might be hesitant to, you know, put their money on the line to produce these larger size items that people will buy them. Like Gregory just came out with 20 different models of plus size backpacks and no brand has ever done this before. Um, so it's just, it's really, really exciting that, um, you know, this is happening all across the board and there's rock climbing harness companies that are doing it. And um, Nike just came out with a big campaign, Lululemon, Athleta, like really all across the kind of outdoor sports world. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's really, really exciting. We just really, the bike industry's got to get there and get the technical gear because uh, our booties need padding too. <laughs> I know. And you know what? But like you said, it's like building that community and then it's going to be a supply and demand thing. Yep. You know, they're going to have to start realizing that more people are look, coming in and, um, and getting, you know, asking for plus sizes. Because I know like when I used to, I work retail, you would always get like a couple, you know, right. plus, plus sizes like you wouldn't get like a lot, like as much as like mediums and larges and, and things like that. And I think that's probably going to change too. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Since the film, like we've um, created a couple online communities and they're just growing exponentially. Ooh. Like we have a Facebook group, um, all bodies on bikes that we started it, I think the day mm -hmm. of the film release and it's up to like 800 members now. Wow. Um, and I Instagram that Facebook page sorry to cut you off no <laughs> please the Facebook page we didn't really know what it would be and it is just the best Facebook community people post their they just post joyful pictures of bike rides they go on and then everybody hypes each other up and it's like it is just so fun like I every other Facebook group I'm in is like less fun than that one <laughs> yeah. yeah is it all women too no, it's all genders. Uh, yeah, oh, there nice. are there are a couple like gender specific um, mm -hmm. pages as well that we could point point folks to, but ours is uh, just well, we'll point them to yours. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fill your page up because yeah. I think that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it's just so cool, especially because Kaylee and I aren't necessarily like one type of cycling specific so there's mm -hmm. folks posting you know questions about bike packing or questions about gravel riding and it's just such a positive community of like hey here's my experience with that or have you tried this shop um we've also started putting together like a resource guide so people can crowdsource different clothing brands like around the globe because you know a manufacturer that doesn't ship to the uk might not be useful oh, for somebody who lives cool. in britain um yeah. And cycling is really growing globally and fat people live everywhere. So <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm going to actually add that on my page. 
please do yeah we can, we like can everybody's always looking for yeah. for clothing you know because like the stores are kind of empty and yeah. everybody's shopping online um wow that's a crowd yeah, yeah. and right yeah. now it's, it's just a google a google document and so we've got tabs for okay. um clothing um bike shops where people have had good experiences because that can also okay. be um such a barrier when you're a person in a larger body um, and then also bike brands, um, you know, if there's a certain brand that is better for holding larger bodies, um, we've mm-hmm. got that information there as well. Cool. Yeah. So that caters to global, like mm-hmm. if I was in Canada, they might be like a U.S. company, but, sure. or maybe yeah. a Canadian company or. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it, like I said, it's crowdsourced. Um, and so yeah. we're trying to get folks like in the notes to say, you know, ships worldwide or specific oh, to. Oh, I see. Oh, the, everybody's or... populating it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Cause we mm-hmm. found like. That's the way to do it actually, because everybody's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so do you have it? So how do you search it? Do you search it by country? We're not that advanced yet. It's just oh. a, it, <laughs> right now. It's just a Google spreadsheet. Um, okay. And so there's different tabs where folks can add their stuff in, and um, okay. we just got it started a couple weeks ago. So there's probably I don't know ten to fifteen different entries. Um, so it's oh, not okay. like overwhelmingly huge, but also there's not that many companies that are making plus size apparel. Yeah. Um, I mean, wouldn't that be awesome if you had to search it to know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, like this is a start, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, if if somebody in Canada knows of some places here, then they can put it in there. Please, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. it's also a, a great opportunity for like smaller brands to get themselves out there. Um, yeah. So, and there's more brands like that I finding that are popping up. You know what? And it's because they can immediately cater. They don't have to go through the big corporate. Uh, you know, hierarchy and ladder. Are they just like, okay, this is who we're going to exactly Let's just, just start your own company. Really? I thought about that. Um, but at the same time, like I'm not an apparel designer. I'm not an engineer. Like it I, doesn't I, matter. You hire people who do that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. No, you hire the professionals and yeah. they will take care of you are the visionary. And this is where it gets, it gets crazy. It's like, that's where you need to surround yourself with the professionals, like the yeah. finance, the accounting, yeah. the designer, the, this, and then you, you, you like you yeah. build your business. You're the ship. Yeah. Yeah. You're the ship. You're the captain yeah. Yeah. and you have all the, yeah. This is where I wish I would have gone to business school because I do have, you don't have ideas. to go to business school, Marley. <laughs> so many people start businesses. That's why you have professionals. <laughs> hire someone that went to business. Oh, yeah, hire somebody who, no, seriously, but it, it's, it is an investment. But the thing is that when you hire the right people in your team, you can do anything. Yeah. Don't know. I, I, I do this. I did the same thing. Oh, I should have went, oh, I should still go to school. And I'm like, screw that. Like, I just like hire people who can help me get yeah. things done let's talk offline about this because i have lots and lots of ideas so <laughs> oh, well all right well maybe we could just collab just do yeah. like a whole spectrum okay all right so okay so you guys found each other on instagram and then who made the decision i guess it was kaylee because like you're the long distance cyclist you're like hey let's let's do this oh, for the film like, well, no, yeah, I guess was it for the film, but your backpacking trip oh, was that God. before the film started? Like, uh, how did you get into that? The film, how'd that happen? <laughs> well, we, yeah, so <laughs> I started like writing about being a fat person that rides bikes and bikepacking and got really fortunate and had the opportunity to be on the cover of bicycling magazine in the U.S. Um, Shut with- the front door, really? <laughs> yeah, wow. Let's see, February 2020, and yeah. a friend of mine from college um, was a, is a filmmaker and had seen the cover and thought that it would be a good subject for a documentary. And at that time, Marley and I had been working together for over a year at that yeah. point, doing like workshops and on this topic and, oh. um, and starting to build this community. And we 
were planning to go to Washington DC to do a workshop in person and then um, a couple more in New York. And that was kind of going to be like the launch of our in-person work. And so the documentary originally was going to follow us to those workshops and then maybe a small bike ride, but really be focused on like the work of building the kind of workshop side of this. And then COVID happened and we couldn't go to DC or New York. And so we just started doing the workshops online, which was really amazing. I think at first yeah. it was like a real bummer. And then it turned out to be like this, just like folks from the, all around the globe came. Yeah. It was like way more people could come because it was online and it worked. Yeah. It just worked out really well. And then the filmmakers, um, decided to change trajectory. They got in touch with Shimano. Shimano was really interested in the film um, and decided to support the filmmaker Zeppelin Zirup is the director. And they, the film crew came up, it was like end of July of last year, almost a year ago. Um, and okay. we decided to focus the trip on a bike packing route that leaves from my house and ends up at the ocean. And, um, and then use that trip and biking to like tell our story as, mm -hmm. as fat people and mm -hmm. building this community. So yeah, so that route is one that I've done before that a couple times and I've done it a couple times since then. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a Sunday afternoon ride there and back. I was like, <laughs> Actually, I do know some people who have done there and back in a day, which I just oh, I'm sure. even imagine. <laughs> I just don't know how they do it, but um it's an yeah for us it's an overnight it's a really lovely overnight it is still really hard though big climbs and it just goes from my house in Corvallis Oregon up um two different pretty big climbs over the coast range and then mm -hmm. you end up at the at the ocean uh the Oregon coast it's really beautiful you go through it's like, really pretty I watched it yeah. before I I'd seen it before and then yeah. I'm not gonna go watch it again before I talk to you girls but yeah it's beautiful. So we, yeah, we picked that ride, you know, it's 60 miles gravel biking. Like, I mean, 60 miles is a lot for me on gravel. So I think it was a good, like good challenge for us, but also like we knew we could do it with the film crew. So, oh, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right you keep telling the story yeah yeah <laughs> so, I, but do. I don't know what what popping up on the screen yeah so they had, the film crew ended up following us in a van for most of well a good chunk of the ride that they could follow us right. uh, with cameras and then we were on our own for a bit too yeah you know cameras in your face the whole time yeah. okay, now i can like <laughs> <laughs> be normal exactly yeah so so that what was, was it like having a camera crew follow you wow it was weird that was my first I'm guessing it's Marley's too it's kind of a unique experience to be followed by cameras um it was it was funny that was fast <laughs> yeah, that was fast it was three um you know three pretty thin men were the film crew and are they I on know, bikes or are they in a truck they mostly drove, um, but they do bike. And I think going into it, I had been nervous. Like, what's it going to be like to, cause they, mm -hmm. use, they mostly, um, create like extreme sports films, um, oh. mountain skiing. Yeah. Oh. And, yeah. So I was like, I mean, I know them. Well, I knew the director from school, so I knew he knew I wasn't going to be like doing backflips or anything, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, bunny hop off of this thing. Yeah. Like, I knew he, <laughs> He kind of had a sense of my abilities, but yeah, was we were, I was nervous. I think I don't want to speak for Marley, but I think, oh, we, yeah, I, I was we're talking about nervous. the camera crew following you guys. Oh yeah. my God. I, I was so nervous because this is like my first time ever doing anything like that. Yeah. And then they like, so it was the middle of COVID. I like hadn't interacted with anybody in months. And then I show up and they're all like super good looking. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> you forgot to say that, Kaylee. Super oh, yeah, hot, looked... skinny guys. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh. I'm getting crap. married. Yeah, she's getting married like next week. So. Um... Oh my gosh. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you can't be like, uh, you know, farting on your bike and stuff. Like, yeah. And like, cut my that style. Out, would you? <laughs> My style of writing is just like, 
I turn into a total doofus when I like get tired or like bike pack or I don't know. I'm just like very, very real. And I was like, oh God, like not only is this on camera, but I have like these three attractive men following me. Um, and actually one really funny thing happened. I don't know if you remember this, Kaylee, but on day two, um, we were maybe one mile into this trip and we passed by this house and this woman was outside like gardening or tending to her llamas or something. I don't remember. And she like, yelled at us she's like oh my god are you guys okay she's like there's a white man like following you with cameras <laughs> she was like very worried for us <laughs> so funny she's like what's going on here yeah and we're like oh no no they're with us you like it's okay guys. yeah um <laughs> that is funny but, yeah it ended up working out great and now like I think they learned a lot from the filming process and we've done a few like um you know q a's with the film crew for shimano and some different groups and they talked about how much they learned about um themselves and their relationship with their bodies from hearing me and kaylee talk about it um and i learned a lot and then yeah. actually this week um i'm going to unbound in kansas and i think pearl azumi is having a film crew follow me and i'm like oh, oh this is old hat. cool whatever like <laughs> yeah, i know what that's like now <laughs> yeah i'm not even gonna worry about you guys what was that i was like the thing in the dirt yeah, I'm yeah. just like, oh, dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this crew will also be good looking. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, what you're saying, Marley, of like, when you bike pack, especially, it's like you cannot think about, like, you don't have the capacity to think, like, do I look good? Like, yeah. It's like I, 100 I, degrees, and you're climbing a gravel mountain with all of your camping gear on your bike, and you're just like, drenched in sweat and gross and have dirt everywhere so like yeah you can't think about like what you look like which I think was really good because like the film a big part of the film is like that it doesn't matter what you look like like and so I think when you show up with your makeup done you're yeah like, <laughs> I'm ready. yeah that's like not the point you know <laughs> so I think it was they it was great because they made us feel comfortable even though we had been nervous about feeling comfortable, we ended up yeah. so comfortable to just like be how we were. Like, yeah. And it felt like real athletes. Like uh, in the, at the end, when we were swimming in the ocean. Like I had zero hesitation about like taking off my dress and like getting yeah. in the ocean in my bibs. And oh, was that, that was the end. I saw that. I was like, I wonder if that was the, like just the that party the or like sure. that was your finishing yeah and I had been so excited to go swimming all day like it was so hot and then by the time we got there like biking so fast (laughs) I'm almost there yeah like the weather had kind of shifted and like once we got to the coast it was kind of cool but I like had it set in my brain that I was going Mm -hmm. swimming um and so we did it once we got there but it's funny because like I think prior to the film um I don't think I would have taken off my shirt for an Mm -hmm. audience um and now I'm like cool 200,000 people have seen my rolls and my back fat and it doesn't matter so now I'm like cool bikini pics on Instagram like this is great freedom (laughs) like nobody cares and I look good and I don't care if you don't think I do I love that attitude now your mission okay okay I have to ask so you feel really comfortable we're using the word fat mm-hmm. okay can you help me because I don't feel comfortable using it sure I feel like I'm saying something bad totally like I know that you're you guys like I know that you girls are owning it yep right like and you feel it because like you don't like there's no bad feel like you know you just don't feel sure. like a fat cyclist I'm like okay I feel kind of bad no I'm and and I'm probably not the only like one who feel like this so can you help kind of me feel better about that totally like you know what I mean like yeah like I think we talk a lot in our workshops about the word fat and like at the very base level of us using that word like we're kind of, in a way we're re- reclaiming the word because yeah all of these negative I mean fat is used as an insult right like yeah because we associate fat with lazy or unattractive or all of these things that we say yeah. well the word fat means all of these other things or it's synonymous mm-hmm. with them and instead like we've decided for ourselves the word fat is just a neutral descriptor of our bodies and not this like 
term that's like a slur or a negative or an insult. Um, but right. that being said, like that's that's the work of people before us, a lot of activists and advocates for people in larger bodies that have made us- I like larger that. bodies. That, and so we, I yeah. do not use the word fat to describe people that I do not know unless right. they have called themselves fat because fat is a, okay. fat is a word that m- many people have not come to accept as a descriptor of themselves that is neutral. So I don't want to- assume that somebody else feels that way the way I do about that word Mm -hmm. and so when I refer to other people I refer to people in larger bodies when we talk about the work we do sometimes we say fat people you know we're advocating for fat people right but that's always like as a generalization we would never say like well that person is fat like another fat cyclist unless they've told us that they're a fat cyclist yeah I've identified themselves like that and I yeah, I try never to use that word um, just because it. Um, I have kids yeah. and I have, I have like three kids. So I have a, a daughter who's 18 and then a, another daughter is 10, another and a son is five. So saying I don't, I would never use that word like around them because I find that it's one of those words that makes people feel badly. Yes about themselves you know what I mean and I don't ever want anybody to ever feel that way yeah about themselves you know like so around kids too because yeah yeah exactly like like they insult each other with that word and we've been insulted yeah yeah yeah. I think that's also part of why we use it is like if I call myself fat it takes away the power of somebody else using it against me um so like if I say I'm a fat cyclist you know, that internet troll can't be like, oh, you're so fat. Like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> in the title. <laughs> well, I kind of like, I, you know, saying fat cyclist, it's kind of like a title, you know, like it's, yeah. and I kind of like it, like, like saying that, but cause it's just like, you know, the fat cyclist. And it's a neutral yeah. descriptor. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, I don't know. Like I, I also happy pride month. Like I identify as queer. Um, and it's like reclaiming that word, you know, it used to be such a derogatory, like uh, slur and being able to use that as like a, no, this is who I am. I'm proud of it. Um, it just takes away the power of somebody who wants to use it against you. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I definitely understand like, you know, not using it in uh, like, oh, I feel fat today. Like fat isn't a feeling it's. Yeah. 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 And I think when we say people in larger bodies, when we're talking about groups of people uh, or how we treat people, you know, how do you, like, if you're working with your kids on like, how do we treat people in larger bodies with respect? Like it teaches respect in the terminology. Like that's, I like, I tend almost always to use people in larger bodies when mm-hmm. I talk about anybody other than Marley and myself, like, and that I don't know, <laughs> you know, and we're in a unique position where we're specifically advocating for people in larger right. bodies. So we use yeah. the word fat very, very like, you know, strategically um, to, in a way. So I think, yeah, I'm, we definitely don't think that people should like use a word they're uncomfortable with or use a word to tell other people something that might be insulting to them. So. <laughs> yeah pressure to use the word fat (laughs) yeah (laughs) I just want I'm like I had to I had to say something I had to ask yeah yeah we really appreciate the question yeah yeah so because um because I was just feeling a little just a little uncomfortable yeah I'll be completely honest you know but um but that's why that's another reason why you know just having you girls on here talking about that is so me like I might even have you guys maybe talk to my club like as a as a discussion, you know, just yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, you know, uh, women and women um, are just so awesome together. Anyways. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, and we, okay. we do that for anybody who's listening. Like we do conversations about um, creating inclusive communities and how to be better um, allies to people in larger bodies. Like that's something that me and Kaylee offer. Oh, um, awesome. Okay. So just talk a little bit about that. So, all right. The girls have, okay, you just talk about it. Sure. Yeah. This is um, what you guys do for, um, for groups. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we do this for companies who want to be better to their consumers um, and want to offer, you know, a wider product line. But we also do it for bike clubs. Um, I did it for the Girl Scouts. We did it for a high school PE class. Um, Yeah, it kind of runs the gamut and we can really customize it. But it's all about, um, you know, kind of what Kaylee was just talking about, learning some of the, um, I don't want to say educational, but like foundational information about um, fat studies, um, like, you know, body size exists on a spectrum and, um, body size privilege, just some of that information, but then like learning how to be an ally. So, you know, if you think about, if you're going on a kayaking trip with a mixed size group of friends, um, if you are the one organizing it, can you call ahead to make sure that all of your friends will fit and be able to join on the trip? Like that's one very small example of something you could do to be an ally if you've got a friend in a larger body who's going on the trip. Um, And those are the kinds of things that we talk about and just get people to sort of think about. Um, We talk about clothing. We talk about, Kaylee, help me out. What else do we talk about? Um, We talk about like how to create community on group rides, you know, how to make an inclusive group ride, the types of words of encouragement and how they're received by different people. we yeah we and then marketing yeah we also talk a lot or leave a lot of time throughout the conversation and at the end to have conversations you know uncomfortable conversations or you know just room for growth but things like I I love how you brought up like I'm uncomfortable with this word like we we get that question a lot we you know we get questions like hey I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable in this space. Why is that? You know, we try to like, to bring all of that to the surface and and you, each workshop really goes really differently because of who's there and and what they're dealing with. And, um, you know, if, if it's all people in larger bodies versus mixed sizes or all smaller bodies, like the conversation just travels in different, different ways. But, uh, that's kind of, that's, I think that's all, I can't think of anything else we cover there, but yeah, it's, it's usually just like a, a flowing conversation and, you know, the, the nuances between like trying to find fitness, but also like the whole weight loss industry and what does that mean for cycling? And, um, there's so much to get into with this conversation. Um, and Kaylee and I actually, like, I have something that I want to ask you guys, girls personally Sure, yeah. about it. Um, yeah, we just, you know, we've grown up in larger bodies and I've been fat my whole life. Um, and yeah. so I think people are just really interested in hearing our experiences with it. Yeah. Cause, um, like I help a lot of people transform and I've, a lot of, a lot of their stories are, you know, that they have been large for, mm-hmm. for their life and now they want to make changes, but that's not what I'm going to ask you. Um, so you're cycling and what if you start transforming into a smaller size, like a smaller you, like, cause you're, you're identifying with one, like yourself as a, a, a larger body, but what if you start totally yeah. yeah. How, how are you, how, nobody asks it this way. I, this is, I really appreciate how you, yeah. Cause like, I was like, what if you start transforming and you lose yeah. 20 pounds? So that actually... you're no longer this person. You're now morphing in, like you're now moving into somebody else. Right. Because yeah. it really is a, a mind shift. Cause you're like, okay. You know, right. like, so that's what's what that's that actually happening, happening to you. It, it's happening to me right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So since the film, I've been writing a whole lot more. Yeah. Um, I went through a breakup where we ate like queens and kings. Uh, <laughs> and no, you're not I'm eating? Like, no, I'm, you're the second person who's asked me that. No, I still eat a ton. No, I'm just uh, teasing. But you know, breakups are like <laughs> either yeah, you eat yeah. a lot or you don't eat anything. Yeah. Like, it's like, like one under the other. But not yeah. COVID, like I eat a lot of peanut butter and jelly. Like oh my I don't know I could live on peanut butter the point is like since the film like my body has changed and it is a very weird space to navigate at the same time like I'm still wearing a 3x in Pearl Izumi like 
I've probably lost, I, I don't have a scale, but every time I go to the doctor, they make you get on. I think I've lost 40 pounds since the film, but yet I'm still in like the largest size of cycling clothing. And to me, I try not to make it about the scale. It's all about like how my body feels on the bike and how I feel mentally. And, um, I try not to stress about it. You know, for me, it's all about like, is my body doing what I ask it to do? And am I fueling it properly? Am I taking care of myself mentally? And if the answers to those are yes, great. Um, yeah. yeah. Like you're not getting on the scale, but you're, you obviously definitely see it in your clothes. Cause I always yeah. say like, it's not the scale, it's the inches, it's your clothes, like how you feel like things like yeah. that are Which bigger is, indicators. It's honestly a little bit frustrating because like buying new <laughs> clothes is annoying. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you can always I, take them in. Yeah. Not performance cycling clothes. <laughs> I think I put, like, I you put a, a different, dart in the back. <laughs> I really have like a different I don't think so. experience. Like no matter how much I cycle, I've never really lost weight. From but you gain like, muscle. Yeah, mm. my body changes, you know, and I weight lift as well. Yeah. Um, but eating and activity has not had much of a change on my body size for whatever reason. And for me, that resulted, I talked a little bit about that in the film in disordered eating because right. I thought if I ate less and exercised, yeah, I remember that part a yeah. lot, I would lose weight. And that was a motivating factor. And so, I think like, I mean, I've moved on from that being like a motivating thing for me, but I think Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like no matter what size you are and if you are hoping to transform your body or not, I think the, the point that I think we try to make in the film and like the mission is not to say, don't try to transform your body at all. Like people should, if that's what they want to do, they should absolutely do it. But the motivation for moving your body should not exclusively rest in trying to transform your body because then it, it, and it could be one of the motivating factors, but if it's the only motivating factor, then what happens if your body doesn't change? Like, and for me, that was, that was my story was like, I was biking and working out kind of an addictive amount and eating very little and not seeing changes in my body. And I was like, well, why am I doing this? And it's like, well, all these other reasons, you know, because I love cycling because it's a community of people I like to be around. And that's like, those are the motivations I try to look towards. And like, yes, I might get stronger. You know, I might have more muscle mass, but like, yeah, my clothing size hasn't changed since, since day one of biking. Um, And so I think that's like, that's where I've ended up, you know, like over time is that mm-hmm. looking to transform my body as a way to motivate myself wasn't healthy for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think the other bigger thing for me is like, my body is just my vessel for like my personality and who I am. And whether I'm wearing a size 20 or a size 14 doesn't impact my personality or my values. Like, yeah, yeah well, that's important to note because like you said, like you're transforming and you're kind of like, Ooh, kind of a different thing. And yeah. even like, yeah. Cause I mean, I do in my club, like the story I get from a lot of ladies, they jumped in cause they, they got on, well, a right. lot of people got on bikes in the last, you know, 18 <laughs> months, like a lot. And, um, but some of them got on bikes because they wanted to get healthier, you know? Oh. So and I'm like, well, cycling is awesome. It's one part of it. But ultimately, if you do ride, you are going to start changing. Yeah. It's inevitable because, you know, just like, you know, if you're, if you're out there all the time and, um, but yeah, so you're going to experience something if you're going to be out on your bike a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I also just like to think of cycling as like, like mental health and like, oh, for joyful sure. movement. So like, yeah, even if you're not going out and like, you know, riding a ton of miles, and you're using cycling as like utility or transportation, like, it's still moving your body and experiencing your surroundings in a different way. Um, so I don't know, I just don't get too hung up on like, miles or watts or calories or like, <laughs> 
any of that stuff at all. Like yeah. those are byproducts. Um, yeah. yeah. It's cool. They're fun things to look at. What's great is like cycling is obviously there's so many types of ways to ride a bike and there's so many mm-hmm. ways to enjoy a bike. And like, for some people it's looking at Watts, you know, and for oh, other no. people, it's just like riding with a friend and going uh-huh. to a restaurant or something, you know, or the coffee it's shop. Like, yeah. There's like so yeah. many ways to enjoy biking that I, I feel like it really is for so many it can be a thing that so many brings so many people together even oh. if we all do it differently so mm-hmm. like we absolutely are in support of any type of biking that brings people happiness oh, yeah. and not, like, we're not trying to tell especially people in these that. times when like maybe the only thing you can do is get out oh, right. ride exactly far away from your friend but <laughs> that's the only thing that I was doing for the year <laughs> oh I know like when we got out for the first time last year we weren't sure we were going to be able to ride as a club but when we got out like there's five of us who ride together and we're just like blah, 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 yeah. you know like, like let's so just chatting. You know, order in food to the picnic table and get some beers at the deaf and R and just not stay yeah. <laughs> call our husbands and pick us up you can't come home (laughs) yeah but it was yeah it was uh oh my gosh I I remember like it was yesterday it was just like you know getting out of the house like when you have kids and stuff oh gosh but okay so moving forward you have your mission we talked about that um if people want to reach out to you to do like an online uh presentation they can reach out to you the the notes will be in um the links will be in the show notes. You can, everybody can go there. So what is going on for the neck for the summer? Like, what do you girls have planned? Marley, you, you mentioned you had something and Kaylee, you said you had something what's going on for you. Yeah. I've got a couple of fun things coming up. So I'm headed to Kansas tonight actually for unbound oh. gravel. Um, so this is my first like big, official cycling event. Um, I've ne- I don't really do sanctioned events. Um, so I have no idea. Sanctioned? Oh yeah. I think. At UCI sanctioned? No. I guess not sanctioned. I, I've Official I'm, state like. Yeah I guess it's not like in that way but it's like a big thing with like pros that come out for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so we were just talking about this before we started the podcast. I'm like, okay, we got to stop because what she's doing, I just read an article on and I'm like, no way. So talk about it. Cause I was just like, this is the kind of race that I could totally. Yeah. So um, it, it, it's called unbound gravel. Um, it used to be known as a uh, quote, dirty Kanza, um, but they rebranded and renamed out of respect for um, the local indigenous folks. And so there's a bunch of different mileage options. There's a hundred mile, 200 mile, and then the XL, which I think is like 400 miles. Um, hundred miles, the shortest distance. No, there's, well, yes, for the race part, but there's also a fun is ride. That over, is that over four days? No, it's over one day. Well, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> okay. but there's also a fun ride, um, okay. that's, that's they have a 25 right? mile fun ride and a 50 mile fun ride. Oh, and so okay. I'm doing the 50 mile fun ride, um, because that's more my style, my brand. Like, I don't think I've ever ridden a century, um, ever. Like, I think yeah. the closest I got was like 92 miles one day on tour. Um, so I'm not about to go start with like a hundred mile gravel race. So I'm doing the that's 50 mile. Very um, yeah. So, and while I'm there, I'm going to be leading um, one of the shakedown group rides, um, oh. which I think is really awesome. It'll be a, a no drop, um, not necessarily social pace, but it'll be a no drop group ride, which mm-hmm. is awesome that they are letting me do that and invited me to do that. And then while I'm in Kansas City or Kansas, Kansas City, I'm also leading like an all bodies on bikes ride, which is intended for the Kansas City community. Um, you know, anybody is welcome, any type of bike, electric bike, kids, families, whatever the event as well. Like on it is one not, of the days? no, it's separate. Oh. So, um, gravel unbound or unbound gravel is happening in Emporia, Kansas. And then I'm working with, um, just some local folks in the Kansas city, Missouri bike community, okay. uh, just to host a local social ride. Um, so are you participating one day of the unbound that's or correct. all four? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just one day. Um, and then right. just doing like some media interviews right. and okay, okay. hanging out and checking out the scene. Uh, um, and then 
yeah, just as the, the summer goes on, I think wherever Kaylee and I travel to and have the capacity, we want to lead social rides and group rides. So hopefully in Portland and Tampa and Denver. Um, oh, are you going to go down to Tampa? My dad lives there. He's in a nursing home. Oh. Um, so hopefully try and uh, do a ride while I'm there. More details coming on that soon. Right. Um, but really just trying to build up our community as we continue to grow it and meet folks in person as it's safe to do so. Right. Cool. Yeah. And Kaylee, what are you up to this summer? I'm getting married. Oh <laughs> my God. That's so exciting. Getting married. Is he a cyclist too? Yes. Yeah, he is. So, um, we, I mean, I don't think we'll do much biking during the wedding, but <laughs> well, no, I know. I'm, I'm sure like we'll this will be our honeymoon. We're going back. for a bike tour. <laughs> yeah, that is our, I hopefully we'll be able to do some international travel in the next year. So, oh yeah. Um, and then, you know, sticking around the area to do, hopefully lead some group rides and also invest some time. We're trying to build up our website and resource guides for the community um, and refocus um, efforts on teaching some different courses we've been teaching. Cool. Try and get people in larger bodies uh, onto bikes that are safe and comfortable for them. So, um, you know, we've got we've got long-term plans, kind of short-term plans for what we're doing and hopefully some big bike rides coming up. But for now, <laughs> we've been keeping- For, for now, well, thanks yeah. for finding time. Both of you girls, like you're getting married next week and you're flying out tonight. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. To, well, it's actually three hours difference too. So you still got time. Yeah, we've got yeah. time. <laughs> I'm going to go get a pedicure, my first pedicure since COVID um, and then get on an airplane. <laughs> Oh my, are you going to do that at the, at the hospital, at the hotel, um, at the airport? Because no, they usually just, have those like, you know. Just in my neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You got to have good nails for a gravel ride, you know. That's right. I wasn't going to do a manicure, but maybe I should be cute for the cameras. Yeah. Oh yeah. What's, what color is your outfit? I don't know are yet. You match your bike. You got to pick, you, you know, and then get it one that matches. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so that is so awesome um I'm really excited that you're gonna go do that because like I said I saw that the other day and I was you'll like, have to yeah. send me the article how to survive because um yeah. I will <laughs> you, you should read it I think <laughs> she was doing the four day one because okay. like when I saw it it was like I was like four days like it's a whole I guess it was like a, I don't know if it was four days anyway she was just uh I, I just read the headlines right it's like 10 things to do to survive <laughs> I'm like what kind of race is this <laughs> yeah oh my god I'm all sure I know, you're fine if you've done backpacking <laughs> yeah yeah all I know is that my tires are tubeless I know how to boot a tire yeah. I have lots of water and yes, food I I'm planning to go to Trader Joe's when I get into town and just like stock up on all my like normal bike packing snacks um yeah. and I think I'm going to be okay. 50 miles isn't that bad. Like, no. and it's only like 1500 feet of elevation, which oh, I went for a gravel ride on Saturday of like 17 miles with like 2000 feet of climbing. So I think I'll be okay with the climbing. <laughs> Does it start on Saturday? Um, no, my ride is on Thursday. No, my ride's on Friday. The big race oh, is Saturday. Lots. Okay. This is Tuesday. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so. You're getting there tonight. Yeah. You'll be fine. I got time to All build right. up my bike and make it happen. So Mm -hmm. do all yeah. the checks clothing chamois chamois butter chamois yeah get all but the see, things don't forget a, anything that's another challenge if if I get there and like I forgot my shorts or like my jersey I can't just go to REI and get an extra no you have to travel with that in your in your on your carrying yeah you should put, yeah. yeah yeah put your but helmet like, your shoes and your kit in your carry-on yeah because if anything yeah or even pedals yeah. Because if you don't arrive with your bike, then at least you can borrow a bike, rent a bike. I yeah. don't know. But, but like, you have your pedals. Exactly. But shoes. like they don't make plus size stuff in stores. Like you got to buy that yeah. stuff online. So like, um, but also I'm just pretty used to riding in regular clothes. So <laughs> 50 miles in a dress, no big deal. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this has been amazing. Is there anything to Anything that you would like to add before we get moved, before we should finish up? 
I think so. So yeah. Yeah. I think we've talked a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. 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 You know, if we said something that piques your interest, get in touch with us. We would love to talk with your brand or your bike club or Mm -hmm. even your company, um, you know, thinking about how to make all spaces more inclusive for people in larger bodies. So weird enough. I've used amazing enough time, but (laughs) (laughs) extraordinary the things you girls are doing. Um, And I'm so glad, grateful that you guys found each other and you're doing this together. So (laughs) I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And of course, um, don't forget to put your notifications on so you don't miss another amazing episodes like this one. And we are going to ask you to leave us a review and five stars, right girls? Five stars. And please give us your biggest takeaway. If something's resonated with you, or if you know of somebody that this episode would impact, then please share it. So thank you very much, everyone. Have an amazing day and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.